Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. and girls from around the world gather yeah, outside for an exciting episode of thriller coin talk today is november 11 2020 and we are talking that's right ray dalio calls bitcoin illegal yeah came out today i was i was really shocked uh quite frankly i never saw this coming from ray i feel like uh we've been following him for a really long time now and uh he's always kind of kept this you know he would mention cryptocurrency he would mention bitcoin uh, but he would never really give his like a very strong take on it. Uh, today, all that changed, right? He was at Google. He was talking to a lot of technologists. It was being hosted by Yahoo. And he wanted to uh, get attention out there to the masses. And he talked about a lot of things. He talked about what capitalism is, what inequality around the world is. Uh, he had a very introspective look into what the financial world is now post-COVID. A lot of the stuff we discuss on the show, a lot of the stuff we already know. He talked about the history of the New World Order, and uh, that's not a joke, and and of other monetary policies that have kind of took over the world. Uh, he he really did a number on a, on a lot of different subjects and very much showed how versatile he is in this uh, financial game that he plays. Um, if you don't know Ray Dalio, and I'm, I'm sure you do, because we, we brought him up quite a few times. He's a billionaire investor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's the he's the one percent that a lot of people talk about when they talk about the one percent. Uh, he's he's also in charge of one of the biggest hedge funds around the world, which is kind of crazy to think. Right. But. He, he talked about Bitcoin in a very negative way. And uh, I think a lot of people in the space were kind of taken aback by it. Myself, I was like, that's cute uh, that Ray said that. <laughs> I think I tweeted that and I was like, wait until he finds out how Bitcoin works. And then he'll understand why everything he just says makes no sense. But before we get into all that, let's take a listen because he actually does express some very good points on what's happening right now in the financial world. And uh, I want you to listen to what he says, because he's right about this stuff. Take a listen. Do, I do research, um, and so I, this is a study that I've been doing, and then I decided to share it with people because I think it's uh, so important. Um, yeah, um, a number of years ago, first with 2008, we got into a monetary situation, of course, where we're printing money, creating a lot of debt, monetizing it. Um, and then um, populism emerged around the world. And um, President um, Trump, who was more of a populist, emerged. And we, it affected tax policy. It affected markets in a lot of different ways. And that uh, led me to realize that there are th three big things that are going on in the world um, that are dominant. And then co COVID came along. Those three forces are, first, the long-term debt and monetary cycle, which I mean um, the 
creating a lot of debt, monetizing it, and the implications of that, which reverberate through the system in terms of all the markets and everything. The second um, is uh, this conflict, this polarization, this wealth gap, and how we're at each other's throats. And I looked at the wealth gap, and I looked at a lot of measures of conflict going back in time, and I found that it, they were in the 1930 to 45 period. The printing of money, as I described, and debt monetization was also in the 1930 to 45 period. And the third big influence is the rise of China, so the rise of a great power, challenging an existing great power, the United States. And that has enormous implications. As an investor, I think, what are the relative appeals of the markets, but it, it has a lot of implications. It's not just a trade war. So the markets and everything were reverberating the trade war, the technology war, the geopolitical war in Taiwan and the South China Seas, and, um, and then also the capital war. We're seeing that emerge. So those three factors required me to then go back in history. And I, I wanted to study the rises and declines of reserve currency empires. So I needed to go back far enough that I would have a few. So I had to go back 500 years so I could see the rise and decline of the Dutch empire and its reserve currency, the rise and decline of the British empire and its reserve currency, the rise and beginning of decline for the United States and its reserve currency and China. And that's, so those are the forces and that's what I did, which you're referring to. And, and so we're in a new era, okay, of monetary policy three, as I call it. Monetary policy three will mean that the free market will play a much less role at, at a, in determining those capital market flows, that the government, as we come into the, the future, will be thinking, how do I get that money to those who need it the most? So it'll be a highly political decision, much more political than it was in the past, and that the central bank then will monetize those political decisions. So monetary policy three means there's that type of cooperation cooperation. So so those are the two dimensions of the big big change environment. You're going to see um, much more government influences and direction of where money goes, which will have a big impact on not only the economy, but of markets. You have to watch what they're going to spend their money on, and they have to watch where they're going to get their money from, what taxes and so on means. The government will play a bigger, bigger role. And it also means that there'll be much more debt that is monetized. And that has implications for the value of financial assets. It has impl implications for the value of the currencies and so on. Of course, when we think about the U.S., we have the world's reserve currency. That sounds like that status is very much, uh, I guess, uh, is it under threat here? Is that what you're essentially saying? Yes. Um, if you look at those arcs, there are many characteristics of those, but... Um, when you get to the end of the arc, um, if money is hard, when it was connected to gold or it was gold, they always broke that link. Um, and they always, and if it was soft, they would always print more money. And you can't raise living standards by raise by printing more money. You can redistribute it. Certainly, the money that is being received by those in the form of checks and they go out and spend it, helps their living standards. But it, what it does is it diminishes the value of that cash and it diminishes the value of bonds because bonds are a promise to receive a lot of currency. And it shifts wealth to financial assets. It always sends stocks higher, like my 1971 level lesson. It always sends gold higher. And it also always shifts uh, the impact of currency. So when we're looking at this, um, we're going to also see, I think, the rise of the, the increased importance of China's renminbi as a currency. It's got a long way to go before it's going to be a reserve currency. But I think that one of the important things to see is that you're going to see favorable capital flows for China 
And you're and if you do a comparison of their markets, what where their interest rates are, where their capital markets, who's doing IPOs, you know, nearly half of the IPOs, depending, we'll find out, but something like 45% of the IPOs that there will be done in China's markets, Shanghai and Hong Kong this year, new offerings, that'll drive cap. And more and more, you're going to see the internationalization of the RMB. You're going to see capital flows move in those directions. And those kind of analogous movements have repeated through history. So it's no surprise he is looking at China, right? I think we've heard Ray talk about China for about 24 months now. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm kind of sick of it at this point. He's uh, sharing his bags, right? He's telling people what to buy. Uh, he has big influence around the financial world. Uh, and this is not uh, a singularity here. Uh, BlackRock, as you know, and I talk about it pretty much every week, you know, was given trillions of dollars by the Fed. And the first thing they did was invest in Chinese securities, right? And they invested in their own iShares ETFs that were also in China. So this is not a surprise, right? Uh, we have a president now who's pro-China, right? These are facts. These aren't like hidden agendas or anything like that. This is just all the truth. We have BlackRock also shorting the U.S. dollar now. So yes, it makes sense. Ray is saying he's pro-China. He's, he's going going to invest in more Chinese securities. And of course, he's going to tell everybody to invest in Chinese securities because that's where he sees this cycle that he's researched. And that's where it tells him everything's going. That's taking off. They, they have the lead. China has the lead to make this a digital currency for the RMB. So this is happening. This is not a surprise. If you, if you look at specifically what has been happening over the past couple months now, and we talk about it here, too, as well. Bitcoin in China right now, China's really clamping down a lot of Bitcoin exchanges, going after some sea uh, level people. And, you know, I think we talked about uh, Hubei and, and KuCoin. And these are these are Chinese companies that are, are getting I want to use the word attacked, but they're getting, um, I guess, attacked <laughs> by 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 China and its government. And they're cracking down on what's going on with Bitcoin. And it's it's one of those things where they, they leave the Chinese miners alone, or at least nothing gets reported out of there, right? Maybe it's like a hush-hush thing going on. Who knows? Not saying that's going on, but it's quite interesting. We don't hear much of the Chinese miners falling off. Something tells me there's, there's something fishy there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Ray trying to save face for China because he knows they're anti-Bitcoin. But before I even make that remark, I need you to listen to what Ray said about Bitcoin, because this is going to surprise you. It surprised me when I heard him say it. So take a listen. take on digital currencies? This is something a lot of young people talk about. Any uh, view on that? There, um, Digital currencies, let me break them out, down into two types. Um, there's the type in which it's like a Bitcoin type of currency. That'll be an alternative currency 
um, in terms of its supply, demand, and an alternative storehold of wealth. And then there's digital currencies. That means there'll be other types of currencies, let's say the dollar or the euro or the Chinese renminbi, that is digitalized. Okay, I think we're going to see a lot more of that second type. But I think that there are three main problems of the first type, the Bitcoin type of of that. Um, uh, Theoretically, it's good, but the three basic things are um, uh, a currency has to be an effective medium of exchange, storehold of wealth, and the governments want to control it. So um, I today can't take my Bitcoin yet and go buy things easily with it. And as a storehold of wealth, um, it, it, it's so volatile um, that its volatility based on speculation is so much greater that it's not an effective storehold of wealth, and it, which is also one of the reasons it's a problem to be a transaction vehicle because if a vendor says, I'm going to get paid in Bitcoin, and they don't know what that means in terms of their other liabilities, that's a problem. And then thirdly, um, you know, governments won't, and when it, if it becomes material, governments won't allow it. I mean, they'll outlaw it and they'll use whatever teeth they have to enforce that. They would say, okay, you can't have, you can't transact the Bitcoin, you can't have a Bitcoin. So then you have to sort of be almost like, um, is it a felony? And I'm going to have to be a felon in order to transact. They outlawed gold. Um, you know, um, what's, what's wrong with gold? Uh, but gold was a storehold of wealth. And so if I was to say, what, what would I prefer Bitcoin to gold? Uh, no, I wouldn't prefer Bitcoin to gold. Gold is, uh, um, it will be the vehicle. There's either, um, that central banks and countries use as an alternative to the regular cash. Um, because each central bank can print cash, but through transaction, through time, when countries dealt with each other, they used gold because they didn't have to worry about being devalued by some country that's going to print the gold. And so it still is our third largest reserves, if you take central bank reserves. The largest is the dollar, the second largest is uh, euros, and the third largest is gold. So, um, but oh, um, so if I'm dealing with classic currencies, I'm really sort of getting into the storehold of wealth d- domain. That also includes stocks in the, that storehold of wealth. But I don't think digital currencies uh, will succeed and in the way um, people hope they would uh, for those reasons. So that's what he said. He said Bitcoin is going to get banned and it's going to be outlawed <laughs> like, like it's the Wild West. I find that really hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen. I find that really hard to believe. Uh, quite frankly, if you look at what's just out there, we just had MicroStrategy invest half a billion dollars into Bitcoin, <laughs> right? It's basically an ETF. Uh, don't tell the SEC that. We have... Probably the strictest environment for crypto and uh, and Bitcoin here with the CFTC and the SEC, right? I mean, Chairman Clinton wasn't doing anybody any favors, right? Thank God we have Brian Brooks, comptroller of the currency, in office right now making shit happen, right? Getting banks on board with crypto and Bitcoin. And even he's getting slack about things today because he's focused too much on cryptocurrency and, and not on everything else. I get it. So you have these things going on. And then not to mention, you have Stan Drunkenmiller two days ago come out and say Bitcoin is is going to help facilitate this next wave. Right. And so now this legendary investor 
is becoming a Bitcoin bull. And he's not going to be the first one. He's not going to be the last one. He's, he's not even going to be, he's just going to be one of many, right? What's happening right now is you have a lot of millennials already holding Bitcoin bags, quite frankly, right? I, I can think of so many people on, on, on my hand who I know personally who hold Bitcoin, who are of my age, of this millennial generation. Do I know of any Zoomers holding Bitcoin? I think maybe like one or two. But I know well so many more Bitcoin boomers. <laughs> Bitcoin boomer. I think of Gary Leland every time I say that. Bitcoin boomers who are buying Bitcoin because they're recognizing that this is a sound investment for the future, right? When this generation of millennials come into power, what do you think they're going to use as their digital gold? They're going to use Bitcoin, right? They're going to utilize platforms like Ethereum to create this fiat currency that is the uh, digital dollar. And this is where the world is moving, you know? If, if, if we were talking about Bitcoin, you know, 10 years ago and Ray Dalio said this, I'd be like, well, he's probably right. <laughs> you know, he's probably right. There's a good chance it could get outlawed. Right. Uh, but we're here at what year 10 now? Um, no, it, it survived a, a depression at this point. It's thrived in it. Um, President Trump has come out and said that he is anti cryptocurrency anti-bitcoin why didn't he ban it he could have banned it right he he banned uh venezuela's uh cryptocurrency that they came out with he outright banned it in in 2018 so he could have he could have done it then <laughs> he could have said bitcoin is illegal in 2018 along with the venezuela cryptocurrency the forget the name it was called the, the um it was based it was backed by oil he could have he could have banned it back then, but he didn't. So I, I find it really hard to believe that uh, Bitcoin is going to get outlawed all of a sudden. I, I think what's really going on is I think uh, we got Ray saying one thing to save face from China because he's heavily invested. <laughs> he's heavily invested in China. Right. Uh, let's just say that's that's a, that's safe to assume. Right. He talks about it every chance he gets. And for, quite frankly, China's not bullish on Bitcoin. They're just not. Uh, as a country, they're not. And they're not going to be because they have their own digital currency. But take a listen to what Ray says about how to diversify. And tell me if this doesn't sound like Bitcoin. Of course, the biggest issue goes back to one's approach to life. It depends on what level you want me to answer the question. But um, the biggest issue uh, is um, be radically open-minded. You have to make your own decisions, and you have to make them well by taking in well, not by being closed-minded, and, um, and having the character to do it, and then going back and understanding histories and and how that the patterns of histories and then take in from the people around you the smartest people you know the information and triangulate with them well to make that decision that is i would say the overarching at any time the most important things anybody could do as for now i would say um to realize um that these changes take a global view Take um, um, make comparisons um, of countries, put things in perspective, and then if I narrow down to inv investing, so I'm getting more specific in ask answering your question, it would be first to realize that cash is not a safe investment; it's a very risky investment, and know how to diversify well. And when I mean diversify well, I mean diversify uh, globally. Um, in countries, in markets, and in currencies.
so it's quite obvious to me that Ray is saying two different things, right? He's telling you on one hand to diversify, to think worldly, to think out of the box, <laughs> to be different, right? It's basically an Apple ad, <laughs> but he's telling you to diversify, right? In currency, in everything, right? Hold it all, he says. But he yet he doesn't see the value of uh, Bitcoin. Makes me wonder what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. I really believe this is somebody who is very smart, who is very calculative, uh, who has become a billionaire because he sees things before they happen. And quite frankly, how can you not pay attention to what's going on in the space? with his friends, Stan Drunk and Miller, right? Like, I'm sure they're friends. I'm sure they play golf together. I'm sure there's, I'm sure he's talked to Paul Tudor Jones about Bitcoin. I, I, I am, he is holding Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way around that. I think he's trying to save face for China. He's making it sure that uh, they know that he's anti-Bitcoin. And he, honestly, he has a lot of influence among regular investors, you know, this this would be like if Warren Buffett said that he's pro Bitcoin all of a sudden, then you would have regular investors investing in Bitcoin, but they don't want to pull that leverage just yet. They want to make sure they get in first. And I think that's what Ray's doing. He's making sure that he gets in first at these really low levels. He can accumulate. So can his hedge fund. So can his friends. And then at the time comes, he'll let everybody else know. And then I'll say, I told you so. Time for Coin Talk. It is time on the crypto coins trade predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? Is crypto free? Only on Coin Talk. Coin Talk. Coin Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. But before we dive into that, just got a, a big announcement. I guess it's kind of big. You know what? It is kind of a big announcement. Okay, so you remember last year when uh, I was around this time, you know, I was I was still studying for my test and I'm still doing that now. So, you know, I try to keep it really, uh, or try to keep my schedule really thin around this time of year because I this is when I usually study and then take my test in January and then it gets, everything just falls in order. <laughs> That's how I'm able to manage this ship, right? Uh, well, last year I announced I was going to work on a Bitcoin audiobook, and it took a little bit more time than I thought it was going to take. But, you know, we're able to accomplish it uh, in a reasonable amount of time. And so this year I want to announce our next project headed into 2021, which I think is a big undertaking. And it's going to be one of those projects that's going to um, it's kind of like the podcast. It's just going to go over time and over time it's just going to get better. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I've gotten better over the years. I like to think I have, but, um, what I'm working on is something I've talked about, you know, when we used to do our, our, our thriller live shows and stuff like that. And I used to say that I want, I wish there was like a, a Pokédex, um, you know, cause I was a big fan of Pokemon growing up. I wish there was like a Pokédex where, you know, it had all these cryptocurrencies had everything in the space that you need to know if you were just starting out, uh, or everything that you would need to know if you were trying to get into cryptocurrency. Because I still remember like those early days. And I'm sure a lot of y'all do too. Or maybe you just got into cryptocurrency. But, you know, the very first like few years, I would say, or for sure the first 12 months, you're just completely lost. You really don't know who to trust. <laughs> you're kind of all over the place with like, you know, what... Um, what uh, what everybody's motives are, um, even as you get as you stay longer in the space, you start seeing people change anyway. Uh, but even with all of that going on, you still have to you know do the research on the coins on the team and then being able to verify how that team is. And and then you have to, you know, get people's opinions on what certain people think about that currency or that project or even if that project's legitimate, what are the pros and cons for it? Um, over the years, we've created, you know, hundreds of podcasts 
over different cryptocurrencies, over projects, over exchanges, over people, uh, over different subjects. Uh, we've done insights and 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 research into how you know you know how the bull market works for Bitcoin, how we have these seasons, you know how we have these ups and downs. You know, there's there's so much there. Uh, there's so much research that I have already done or um, kind of already created, as you, you would probably say, currently uh, right now in the podcast that, you know, you either listen to. Um, and so I realized like, man, there's a there's just so much information there. I wish I could parse out that information and put it into uh, documentation, uh, for, for people to research and kind of build it like a Pokedex. Like you would have, you know, in the palm of your hand, and then it would be from a trusted source you trust. Right. Uh, and it would have facts. It would, it would have, everything would be verified. You could click on it. Uh, let's say, let's give me, I'll give you an example. Let's say hypothetically you wanted to find out about cosmos, right. Uh, about that cryptocurrency. You've, you've heard me talk about it a couple of times. And you're like, hmm, interesting Cosmos. Let me find that out. You go and you check out this crypto Pokedex or whatever, right? Let's just call it a crypto Dex. You go through there, you type in Cosmos, boom, it shows up. You know, you'll have like who the project team is, like what their websites are, all that stuff, the token price maybe, but more about whether the project is worth, you know, investing in, I guess you would probably say, right? Investing in a decentralized project that's open source, right? You would look at it and be like, you then they would probably have some some audio or maybe a podcast that I have attached to it. It would have some news that either made or breaked or broke that cryptocurrency. Cause a lot of these projects have news in the past or in the future that really, you know, hurt the cryptocurrency and that nobody really talks about or they try to brush over as the years go by, right? And that's that's for every cryptocurrency. Like there's a Every project out there has the good and bad with it. We just saw Ethereum today, right? What happened? So what I'm saying is there's there's all of that built in. And then you have, might have like a, a blurb or something that I, that I talked about it, you know, or whatever. Or even there might even be an inside protocol on Cosmos that you can listen to, right? That I created. Um, so I realized what I need to do is I want to create this thing, Um and so that's my next project is is creating this kind of crypto decks, kind of like an encyclopedia, but kind of like built around thriller crypto and what we've already done research on and what we've already looked at, and then even adding more research to it, and um, you know utilizing you know the web pages that we've looked at or the charts that we've referenced or the data that we've looked at, and then. Uh, pointing to those URLs or pulling those those copies and really making us fully transparent with how we do research, right? Uh, and quite frankly, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it because <laughs> there's one thing about me when, when in my regular day job, we have to create documentation like all the time, like all day we're creating documentation for different types of network setups or topologies, whatever it could be, right? For switches, Um and I wish there was something like that, but for Bitcoin and crypto, but no one, I can't think of anybody that's created that. I think I've only seen something that's called a Bitcoin Wikipedia or something like that, but it doesn't really go into too much depth, depth you know? Um, and I think, I think there's an opportunity there for us to create that uh, and then utilize our, our already made content and reference stuff around the web. Um, and I think there's an opportunity there for that. And so that's what I'm going to try to build uh, right now. I, I starting with this first episode. So everything that we're talking about today is going inside of this. Um, right now, I'm using this application called Notion, but I'm using I'm using that to like kind of get all this this information in there. And so look for this to drop sometime next year because I'm going to have to go back over the you know, over these past like 450 episodes and grab all this data out of there and put it into the system to, uh, to, to make it link up with other parts of this in, like encyclopedia Pokedex thing. I see it all in my head. I can draw it out and it's probably better if I do that. But I, I tweeted a picture of what it looks like now. If you want to take a look at it, it's on my Twitter, uh, Thriller X. And, and you can go and take a look and see what it looks like right now. But over time, you'll basically have like the Thriller Crypto podcast, the Thriller Insights podcast, 
Thriller Rundown, Thriller Insider, Thriller Coin Talk, uh, and you'll have all these podcasts. They'll have little things underneath them that reference all the episodes. And then you'll have like Encyclopedia of Bitcoin, Encyclopedia of Cryptocurrency. Like you'll have all that. And then inside there, you'll have like all these other tokens. And then they'll dive in deeper. And before you know it, it's like this kind of, you know, like not universe of data, but it's more like this built in data structure that kind of just has webs connected to everything. And then before you know it, you can you could go to the search bar and type in um, hypothetically, you could type in like Ren or something. Right. And then you can look up the Ren cryptocurrency and see everything that we've ever talked about Ren. And what it, what what the price is for it and like how much it costs, like, you know what I mean? Like what the project is, where are the pros and cons on the project, stuff like that. And like really get a good idea of the project and, and just more about being and in, informing everybody of what you're looking at. And it's just basically going to be used for another reference for y'all, because a lot of the questions, a lot of the emails that I get are always, hey, car, can you check out this cryptocurrency or hey, car, can you look into this? Now I can just say go check there. <laughs> you know, it's already done, you know, or I can say, go listen there. It's already finished. And that way you don't have to spend, you know, hours. Cause I, trust me, I spend hours every week putting this stuff together, but you won't have to do that because you'll just be like, boom, I can just grab it from there and cool and, and go on your way. And then you could even go to outside sources and look at that stuff too. So it's just a, a, another reference for it. And this is all going to be built and it's all going to be, built into the subscription. So if you already have a subscription now, you're good. You're not going to have to pay anything extra for it. I kind of want to take the approach of what Amazon did when they came out with Prime back in the day. It was just Prime. <laughs> like that's all you got was like two day shipping. And I remember signing up for Prime and thinking like, it's still worth it, right? Even though it's like 80 bucks, it's still worth it. And then over the years, they're like, you get Prime Video now. And I was like, wait, what? Do you give me free video, like free Netflix? And then they were like, yeah, you're getting free Netflix plus prime time, like plus prime <laughs> two day shipping. Like, yeah, plus, plus. And then before, you know, they start adding more things and then more things and prime now. And then before, you know, you're like, damn, this is an awesome subscription. I'm never going to cancel it because quite frankly, it's 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 doing everything I need for cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we have the podcast. I feel like I'm getting those righted to where they are in their own little niche. And now let's create the reference material. Let's create this index, this, 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 this kind of wiki, this, this, this uh, universe of information that we've gathered and let's put it to good use and let's get it out there to y'all. So you can uh, reference it when you're doing any type of like trading or whenever you're about to make a decision on something, you're like, well, let's go check what, what, what's over here on the uh, encyclopedia encyclopedia <laughs> Bitcoin Tanakana or whatever, right? Or <laughs> let's go check out what Carr said here and let's see what research he's already done into this. Like it's it's trying to make more of what you already get already. And it's 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 a I think it's a great idea. And I honestly think it's gonna it's gonna save me a lot of time because there's some times where I do research on things I've already done research on. And it's going to be, it's going to feel so good to know that I already have all that research and it's already done and I could just reference it. And it's going to be quite amazing to look at what this looks like on the, on the palm of your hand on your phone. So yeah, that's what we're working on this coming year. I already started today with today's episode and as more episodes come out and as I able to go back into older episodes, we'll keep adding those and more and more and more. And then one day I'll tell you when it's released and then we'll go from there. Okay, with that, let's roll the disclaimer. You know, I was telling my, my wife about uh, this whole crypto dex thing and she was like, where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> and I was, you know, and for a second I was like, well, I, was, I told her, I was like, well, I've been thinking about this for a really long time, for like three years. She's like, you've been thinking about this for three years? I was like, well, yeah, I've been thinking about it for three years. I just didn't know how it was going to get created, but I knew I wanted something like that because I want it, right? <laughs> like I want something like that. So if I want something like that, I'm sure other people are going to want that. And uh, she was like, well, how are you going to do it now? And I was like, well, I think I think I figured out a way to do it. Um, it it's not going to be 
what I see in my head, but I think we could get it there, you know, over time. Like, I think we could get it there in three to five years, like in my head, the way I see it, but it's going to take, you know, you got to start building it. Right. And so, uh, I told her that and she was like, huh. I was like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is what I think about. <laughs> this is what I think about. Cause I honestly had been thinking about it right after the whole Bitcoin audiobook got released. So I was just like, well, let me see what else is out there and uh, what else I want to do. Uh, and this was right at the top of the list of things I wanted to do. And I, I figured, you know, this is also a good thing for everybody who's listening too, because like, this is going to help them out immensely more so than probably the podcast will. <laughs> right. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have that and you're going to be able to reference that anytime, anywhere you want. And to me, that's, man, that's knowledge of crypto in the palm of your hand and Bitcoin. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. And I'm surprised no one has done it in the space yet. Um, anyway, so let's talk, <laughs> let's talk Bitcoin. I mean, are you surprised by, by this run up? I know I'm not, uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all aren't really either because Quite frankly, there's nothing really out there that shows why it should have sold off. But then again, you know, Ray Dalio is a big name. <laughs> and he did say Bitcoin was going to get outlawed. And then it went down for a second and then it climbed back up. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. We'll see you at 16K. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that we have so many old people so anti-Bitcoin. That's so 2016, <laughs> right? It's it's kind of similar to what JP Morgan did. Oh, we're, we're, we hate Bitcoin. It's Rat Poison Square, all that kind of stuff. And then two years later, oh, well, we, we think Bitcoin's a great place. You should store your, your money. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it's amazing these people will have jobs. Uh, and, and, you know... When I was younger, I used to think like CNBC and all these places were like talking another language <laughs> when I was a kid and, and like seeing as a grown up and seeing all this stuff, I realized like they're saying one thing, but they're doing something completely different. Like they're telling you one thing that they're doing and they're just completely, you know, behind closed doors, buying up all the Bitcoin. Quite frankly, it's astonishing. <laughs> um, that's just I mean, it's just crazy to think about. Um so you have a couple of things I want to talk about because Bitcoin is is looking really good. It's currently right now at 15,785. We're still on course where I see, ladies and gentlemen, nothing's changed, quite frankly. Uh, we're still going to see the center rally. I, I'm not moving my trajectory uh, from the 7th through the 15th, 13th, somewhere around there. I'm not moving it. So, yeah, we're going to hit 17K in that range. Now, could we hit it before? Yeah, we could. But uh, this is this is where I'm sticking to it. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. We're going to hit that mark. Uh, and trading shots showing all the good charts. He's showing everything to verify that, uh, which I love because uh, this guy has been right all year. And for the first time all year, we've been we're right together. <laughs> it looks like we're going to be right together because uh, he's even he's even moved up his uh, his chart. Here's latest chart to, to match that as well, too. So, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. You know, as as soon as we if we see something change, you know, here in the next few days, next week, I mean, gosh, I'm going to be so pissed if I miss the 7th through the 15th mark. But if we do for some reason, I'll let you know that it's it's moved up or moved back. Uh, but I don't I don't foresee that changing right now. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking at. And uh, yeah, get ready for those highs. And that's where it's after that, look for Bitcoin to break at that point. Uh, look forward to come back down to reality for a little bit. You know, when I say a little bit, probably like a month. Uh, and then it'll start its next its next kind of run. You know, it'll take a couple months to get started again and then it'll get started again. And then before you know it, and it's not going to fall back tremendously. We're probably going to go back right down to 14K and then work our way back up again. And that's fine. Like, it's normal. It's why I find it really hard that uh, somebody like Ray, who who's been around in the financial space for a long time, and and once you're around in the financial space for a long time, you realize you don't really you shouldn't go against what people are saying. I learned that early on in crypto, especially 
Like I can sit there and say, like, I see this, I see this, I see this coming, but you're not going to fight the crowd. Um, you're just not right. And I, and I remember in, was it 2018? Yeah. I, I made some really stupid calls. I was like, no, we're going to see another run up in 2018. It's going to keep going. No, it didn't. I was, you're, you're fighting, you're fighting the crowd. The crowd has already said that, no, we're going down. So guess what? You're going to go down with it. You're just, you can't be, you can't fight the crowd. Um, and, and that's when I, same thing with chain link, right? Chain link was going up. People were like, Oh no, it's going to crash. You can't fight the crowd. Like the, the crowd's going to rush in and buy this, whether you like it or not, you can stand on the sidelines and, and watch it go by, or you can participate in and go with the crowd. Right. And you'll see those momentum swings in Bitcoin. And right now we're in those momentum. We're in that momentum swing. You can either fight saying, Oh, we're going to crash. <laughs> Bitcoin's going to be outlawed and you can say all those things. It doesn't matter. You're, you're fighting against the swing that's going to, that's trajectory is going up here in the short term here in the next, you know, what, 15, 15, 13, 15, 20 days. So I find that really hard to believe when I heard Ray say that I was like, you're, you realize you're going against the crowd. Right. And so I, he's not dumb. He's not a dumb man. Like he's very smart. I, I think he's just trying to save face. And, so I wouldn't let those those uh, you know because I can hear I can already hear it tomorrow because there's a lot of older people I talk to so I can already hear what they're gonna say. Would you hear what Ray Dalio said about Bitcoin? Hot car? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I heard what Ray Dalio said. Uh, but quite frankly, he's heavily invested in China, uh, and he has to save face. Uh, shit. I mean, right? I mean, that's just. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, he has billions of dollars. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, he has billions of dollars. His whole company's betting on China. Yeah, you want to make sure you're aligned with them in every which way. I'm not, that's not to say he's not holding Bitcoin. I really think he is. I just think he's just not out there telling people to buy it because it's not good for the brand, right? So when when I when I see people go against the the crowd, it's you're you're. You're doing a disservice to yourself. It's like when alts start rising, because that'll happen. Alts will start rising and people will be anti-alts, but you're fighting an alt wave, you know, from happening. Uh, and and so, like, like for example, let's say hypothetically, right now XRP is at 25 cents. So let's say hypothetically XRP starts on this next run here in February, right? Let's say hypothetically next year XRP goes from 25 cents to 45 cents to 55 cents. Uh, 65 cents. At that point, you can kind of you can kind of project where XRP is going to go, right? In, in a bull run, it went from 25 cents to 65 cents. Last time it did that, it went to three dollars, right? And you kind of you can kind of correlate the data, and you can kind of see, okay, well now's probably the time to get an XRP, <laughs> right? Because you can see where the wave is going. Uh, you you can look at past charts and see, like, okay, this is probably going to happen again. You know, is there any bullish indicators? You know coming for xrp oh it's it's going to get decided that it is a cryptocurrency or oh ripple's going to turn into its own uh it's going to have its own uh uh you know new york stock exchange ticker or whatever right uh xrp is not a security it's, these bullish things are going to come out for xrp therefore boom the price is going to go up right and this is all hypothetical so this isn't this isn't going to happen <laughs> it might but i'm just saying it's not going to happen but what i'm saying is just giving you a scenario like you can fight the wave you can be there and say no, XRP is not, it's not, no, that's not how that works. Like you, you can't fight. Trust me. I've 2017, 2018. That's all you heard from Carr was him trying to fight things that were wrong. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Uh, that was just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't fight these things. You can't fight the market. It's going to swing in the direction whether you like it or not, uh, especially during a bull run. Um, and that's what next year is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. 2021 is going to come and it's going to be one of the best bull runs <laughs> of your young lives <laughs> or your old lives. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so get ready. <laughs> like, seriously, get ready. And honestly, I we're, we're going we're gonna to get there, but at some point, I do want to make an alt show specifically for when to buy alts. And that's in that January range when everything's red, bloody red. 
And that's why I'm going to be like, okay, these are the alts I'm buying. I'm betting on these that are going to make a run. And, you know, I'll probably cash out some in May. And then I'll, then I'll buy back, buy, buy back at the bottom in June. And then we'll ride that wave into August. And then boom, we'll see what happens magical during the, 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 the fall and the winter of next year. So right now we're, we're in a swing for Bitcoin primarily right now. I think what we saw with Ethereum today was not good for Ethereum. An unannounced hard fork, that's, that's not good. Uh, that's like a, gosh, wish that didn't happen. This is, and this is, this always happens. <laughs> Quite frankly, this is why Ethereum gets such a bad rap, but they fixed it. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, this is this is the best we have, <laughs> you know, at a certain, you know, at a certain point, you have to realize Ethereum is the best we have uh, as a second tier cryptocurrency uh, for the masses. Uh, so take that as you will. Yes, I'm still holding mine. I don't know why at this point. <laughs> I mean, I yes, I do know why. But gosh, it, it really makes me look like a jackass when something like this happens. Cause I'm like, ugh, just, just, just ether being ether. Right. Uh, they had a bug that was in the Ethereum code and it split the network into two. And so these nodes didn't know whether to upgrade or not. And so it left the impression that the update was minor. And so they skipped it because <laughs> that's just how the Ethereum's consensus design is created or how it was created. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. Nothing major went down. People said that MetaMask went down, MakerDAO, Uniswap, Compound. I actually wasn't on any one of those things today, so I didn't see that. Uh, just because it's too expensive to transact on Ethereum right now. Uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cardano does. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the price of Ethereum, $461. $461. Is it still getting to $500? Yes, it will. By December 1st, it'll get to $500. Because you can't fight the wave. I mean, even with this, you, you just can't fight it. Um, it's crazy. And that's, but see, that's how bull runs are, right? You know, we just had BitMEX closed down <laughs> or no, they're fighting for regulatory uh, uh, to stay alive. Uh, and so like, yeah, you just can't fight it. And that's another thing I think I didn't discuss early on was that don't they realize or Ray Dalio, if anybody should realize this, I don't think I don't think too many people in the Bitcoin space know this, but I've heard some people talk about it. Usually it's not discussed. But when we create a Bitcoin ETF and the United States, uh, let's say the SEC or the CFTC starts getting stricter on its uh, on the which exchanges hold Bitcoin and how they transact and, and what's in compliance and they start getting rid of the BitMEXs of the world. Well, at that point, you can kind of say the United States have Bitcoin, has Bitcoin under control, right? It's the same way they curtailed gold, right? They made gold ETFs, rang the thing up, and now you, you, don't, you don't know what's real gold, what's fake gold, what's paper gold. I mean, it, it's all over the place. And they're going to do the same thing in Bitcoin. At least they're going to try. They're going to try to create a Bitcoin ETF. So you're going to have paper Bitcoin, custodianized Bitcoin, wrapped Bitcoin, <laughs> Real Bitcoin, there's going to be all sorts of Bitcoin and it's going to be reallocated everywhere and rehypothecated everywhere. So yes, the, they'll figure out a way to control the, the Bitcoin markets. So when he says things like, oh, they don't have it under control. No, <laughs> this is not their first rodeo. They figure out how to do it with gold. They'll figure out how to do it with Bitcoin uh, or they won't, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a question not worth asking quite frankly, because we're not there yet. Uh, but uh, quite frankly, I just thought it was ridiculous when he said that statement. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm looking at the hour mark. We're getting close to the hour mark. And I realize there's really not much else on coin talk to talk about. I mean, right now, personally, I'm just loading up on Bitcoin. And I started, um, well, I already have Cardano. I'm holding Cardano because I want to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, I'm kind of staying away from alts right now besides those two uh, or besides Cardano and that's it. And then I already have my ETH that I'm holding, um, but that's about it. Okay. With that, let's get into the end of the show. Don't be in love, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, the third coin talk is done. So thank you so much for listening. And like I said, we're going to continue to work on this solar crypto decks and it's going to see where it goes. But yeah, look for more information for that to drop next year. But uh, if I can get a sneak preview out there for you, I definitely will. Um, it's just going to take a lot of work. If you guys have any more information that you want to check out for us, go to thrillerx.com. If you want to share this with a friend, feel free to share this with a friend. And remember, buy Bitcoin, save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Art Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time. Thank you.